Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 5, or Episode 105, if you're keeping track at home. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are back. The Blitz is finally over. It is. It's a lot more room up here now. It's exhausting. Four episodes in seven days, and we didn't record them over seven days. We just released them over seven days. (laughs) Is exhausting. And then having that many folks in here. But you know what? We packed a century, literally. I thought about today. There was over 100 years of fantasy football experience in this room. That's true. It's that's kind of scary if you think about it. It is. It is. I mean, I'm going into like my 28th or 29th year of doing this. Most of you guys have been doing it at like least 25. that long, 25 years. So we had over a century of experience in here. It was fantastic. We thank Sean and Cinch again. Don't worry. They'll be back during the season. I don't know if they'll be back together. Um, maybe maybe we'll do that while I'm on my cruise. You can maybe. have the three can, of them we can over. Maybe. try that. Um, I don't know. At least but, this way everyone will get their own mic, and Sean can actually sit near the mic. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's not used to doing this. And I the, know. The pointing at the mic because he'd be looking at me talking. I'd be like, no, you need to talk into that device. <laughs> I know you like to make eye contact to show you're actually paying attention, but look into the device. And I don't think he understood those mics are really strong. So when he was leaning over at times going, hey, what do you think of this? No, no, you can't do that <laughs> on the live podcast. But again, he's new to this. But what do, I, what do I know? According to our most recent reviews, I don't know how to run a podcast. So um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who has tuned in. By the way, we have um, some, some new listeners on board. And we really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, and along the review line, please leave us a review. We, we did. We got a review this week. We did. That was that was less than positive right? and not very constructive. Right. Um, but I would appreciate constructive right. reviews, at you least. Know, you know, things that say you don't know anything about fantasy sport. I don't know if I agree on that. I don't know if my bankroll agrees on that. You don't know anything about beer. Well, I never cleared to be, claimed to be a beerologist. I, and that's, again, not <laughs> no, the right No, he does enjoy beer and football. We enjoy beer and we enjoy tasting beers and pulling out flavor profiles. And Craig is very, very good at that. So anybody who says Craig doesn't know what he's talking about with beer... It, you need to listen to more than one episode than than that. But, but at least be we, constructive. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But you know what? Leave a review. We would sure. rather have people writing in and saying, I don't like this or keep doing this or this is something that tells us what you like and what we don't. And people obviously like us. We've been here for three years and the numbers keep going up. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This week, we are going to talk about redraft league strategy because every year I, we go over what our strategy will generally be. Um, but first, we got to start where we're always going to start. That's right. I have a cooler. You do. Craig put it's a beer the, into it. The black bag. And I put a beer into it. The black bag that Sean bought me. That's right. It, it This thing does work it, really, really well. It does. It gets a lot of use. Let's start with the one that you brought. So this is from 14th Star Brewing Company. It's the B72 New England IPA, a veteran-owned Vermont craft brewery. How did you come across this? Um, I've heard of them before, and then I went to the uh, walk-in refrigerator that I like to go to. Where the Turnpike Spirits? Okay, you know, and I look, I look around in there, Bush, and you know, a lot of times I'd go off can art, but I've heard of them before, and the can art is cool. It's black with green writing, and there's a picture of a bee uh, bomber on it. Uh, so I figured, you know what? Why not? And I looked it up on Wow. that's not even the full can sorry i had to to grab the beer that brit pour yeah that was that was almost an uh, overpour no it's it's literally right at the top and nothing spilled yeah i did he is a professional pour retired retired 
Yeah, I, I had to officially retire at this point. I'm, I'm having a change in, in life status that's not going to allow me to continue to do it. So I'm going to open one of these because I would like to try it. It's, um, I wouldn't describe it as dank, but it is very, um, very low light penetration on it. He's poor. I'm going to see. I, Go ahead. I have to wait till the foam goes down a little bit because I don't want to spill no, it. No, because there's a little bit in the can. Oh, all right. So if you want, go I'll off grab the can, can first. Oh, yeah. You know what? I will describe this as dank. It is very thick. It is almost juice-like because it gave me a decent a decent head as I poured, and there had to be a little bit left in the can. So I'm going to try it now, too. Craig is sipping. Craig, tell us what you think. Wow. That is... Now, I didn't even take a mouthful. No, that's just that like was two. Sip. That was two sips out of the can in the glass. Totally juicy. Very like, juicy. not dry at all. No, see, I'm getting a lot of dryness on the end. Oh, wait, there it is. I'm getting a little lot of dry probably about... That's delayed for me. 15, wow, it just keeps building. The hop, the, the, the late hops on it just keeps building. Does it tell us anything about... What's in it? Uh, all right, here we go. Coming about to drop a hop bomb on your taste buds. Copious amounts of Australian and American hop varieties. Oh. A golden haze of juicy grapefruit flavor and tropical fruit aroma. We think you're going to enjoy this hoppy delight. Cheers. Grapefruit um, seems to be like the standard go-to fruit. I, and I don't think it's intentional. I just think that's whatever. That's just how it comes out. There's a particular there's a particular couple of hops and a blend of hops that just really yield a grapefruit flavor. But you know what? I got yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. The watch has begun. Mm-hmm. The watch has begun. You may refuse to partake <laughs> in the glory that is. I have another three weeks. Rosemary's baby before the 1st of September, but I will not. And I am checking literally every day. Craig and I were at the brewery two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, two weeks ago um, for a, uh, a magic tournament. Yeah, they played magic in, in the brewery. It was, it was a lot of fun. Had a little too many drinks, but that's that's okay. Uh, and our insiders at um, at Two Roads let us know. Um, hashtag sponsors. Uh, two Roads let us know that Roadsmere's Baby is on its way. And I really bring it up just so Craig has an excuse to insert the music, <laughs> which I'm sure you've already heard by now. I, he does it later, so I don't get to hear it. Um, but anyway, I'll edit in. On to burning hot take questions. You want to give or receive? I, you know what? Let me start this week. All right, go ahead. As you hold your perfectly poured beer. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my question, and I'm going to drink some of this beer. All right. Um, okay, so news out of Dallas. Okay. Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones, the son of Jerry Jones, <laughs> brother of Jerry Jones Jr. Yes, he has he named his second kid after himself. Duh. <laughs> told Tim Cowlishaw... Um, if you, who, if you're a fan of ESPN and around the horn, you know him from that. Uh, he works for the Dallas morning news told him, quote, I don't see anything happening. I don't see any momentum in referral to the Ezekiel Elliott situation. Craig, you and I have been big on Elliott coming into this. Yes. We've had to drop him down our draft board a couple of pegs since we recorded the running back, um, preview. Right. Are we in panic mode yet? When is panic mode going to set in for Zeke? Do you believe that there mm. won't be a deal done before opening day? What are your thoughts? So the thing, like if this was any other team, I would say that Zeke was going to hold out the whole season. Okay. But because it's Jerry Jones, and let's face it, Jerry Jones is not a spring chicken. No. Right? He's, he's 70 something up there in age. Jerry Jones's goal in life is to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's been very, very long time since they have. About 25 years? Right. Since, you know, Aikman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I think he's going to throw a dump truck full of money at Zeke and give him whatever he wants to get him back on the field by the time the season starts. So then why hasn't he done it already, and why is Zeke sitting at home? 
That, I don't know. I just think that has to do more with agents arguing with each other. But I have a feeling if it gets another week or two and they still haven't done it, like I think Jerry's going to fly to Mexico himself. Percentage chance that Ezekiel Elliott is in the starting lineup on opening day? 85. I'm going to go a little less at 75, but I share your optimism. Um, I am starting to worry. So how far are you dropping, Zeke? So our, let's, let's just talk really quick. Our, our consensus had Saquon at one. Yep. And then we had Zeke at two. Yeah. If I remember correctly, our number three was McCaffrey. Yes. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just going off my memory. We have to drop Zeke behind McCaffrey, right? At this point, yes. Right now. Four was Kamara. We got to drop him behind Kamara, right? Yeah, so I put him at five. So, okay, but five, the next name down is your favorite mine, (laughs) David Johnson. Yep. Is David Johnson on the field better than Zeke questioning being on the field right now? I'm on the fence on this, which is why I went Ah, here. Ah, that's right. I think you can bring Zeke down to six. Yeah, maybe that'd be okay. a hard call for me. Five, six. Okay, so five or six. You're sitting in a in, at, with the fifth pick, and those first four guys go. You lose Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara. Who did I forget? Uh, Saquon. Saquon. No, I said Barkley, didn't I? Oh, Barkley, yeah. McCaffrey, Kamara. Or forget, I'm forgetting somebody. All right, let's say, all right. So let's say you're sitting <laughs> at fourth. You're looking at DJ or Zeke. Yeah. Right now, today, what are you doing? I think I would still pick Zeke. Okay. Okay. I think there's so much upside. Like, I don't – everyone's really cautious because of what happened to Bell last season. Right. But people have to remember that when – Very they, rare. When Bell started doing that, he really thought that he was going to play by, like, week – I don't know, two, three. Yeah, he thought they were going <laughs> like, to cave. Right. And they didn't. Then he worried that, well, he's going to have to show up by week 10 so he can be traded or let go, and that didn't actually have to happen either, but – Right. All right, so, what yeah. do you got for me? Um – so, for me, you've heard of the Raiders. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the Oakland Raiders, them uh, being in my you, division you, and all. You've heard of Antonio Brown. I have. Right. Did you see what happened to Antonio Brown? <sighs> Were we talking about the hot air balloon, his kids, or the or the, the, the frozen foot? Uh, mainly the foot thing. The kid thing is really amusing, which we can get to afterwards. All right. So, and you can fill in the blanks for me. So, my understanding is he was going into some sort of therapeutic machine cryo chamber a cryo chamber thing but because it's cryogenics it requires basically like a wetsuit kind of thing and special shoes and whatnot you need you need your hands feet you know have underwear on and maybe a hat and so but he didn't put on the proper footwear correct and the thing is he's done this before like he's had cryotherapy done before yeah so you think he would know what he had to wear so my question, to you, and then here's the thing. And he ended up with frostbite is where we're going with this. Because it's foot so injury cold. Is you only, you only spend like, I don't know what, like a minute in there. Like, okay. So my question is, he put up a picture of his foot. Oh, he did? On Twitter. Okay. Or Instagram, Facebook, one of them. Did it look like a, like a mummy's foot? Was it all no, shriveled and dead? a little like swollen, but not, okay. it wasn't like gruesome. And here's the thing. He put that on, you know, social media. Like, yeah. before the team announced he was hurt. That's a, not So, a like, before, that. like, team doctors probably really looked at it. Yeah. So now, you know, everyone's so used to sharing things, like, everything on social media. Mm-hmm. Do you think teams, any team, not necessarily the Raiders, have to kind of control that? Because that can yeah. really cause an issue, like, in the season. Yes. Like, oh, here's a picture of me with my hand bent backwards. Am I going to play? I don't know. And then the t- that's how the team finds out, like... <laughs> Yes, and I think it's a good idea to talk to him about it now. 
and say, listen, when it comes to injury stuff, you cannot post until the team puts out stuff. And once the team puts out stuff, you have to keep it within the confines of the team report. Because Vegas doesn't like that. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Vegas operates a lot like the stock market. And we saw this week, for those of you who follow the stock market, what happens when a volatile indiv- individual puts out volatile information? Everyone gets worried and right. things go down. The President of the United States made some comments about China. China responded by devaluing its currency to say, you better be careful what you say, and the market's tanked. It's not diff- That's not different than Vegas. It's cause and effect. So right. he puts out this picture of his foot looking gruesome, for lack of a better term. You said it wasn't that bad. He puts a you know, look-at-my-foot picture on Instagram. The team comes back and goes, minor foot injury, cryogenic accident. His value is going to tank. And it's not just his value. All of a sudden, that affects Super Bowl odds. That affects game-by-game odds. That affects everything. Betters are going to jump on that kind of stuff, just like investors jump on every little thing that comes out of economic-type people's mouths. So, no, it's got to be corralled. It has to be. It has to be. And he has to understand he cannot do that. The Roethlisberger thing was hysterical That was hysterical with his kids. I also didn't realize he had like three or four kids. Yeah. If you didn't see it, look at it. It's from Hard Knocks. (laughs) One of his kids asks where Ben Roethlisberger is because he's been to camp before and he wants to say hi to Roethlisberger and he doesn't realize he's this isn't the same team. There is more than one team. They're not on the black team. Yeah. I'm on the Raiders. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're on the Raiders. We're now, personally, I'm impressed he's able to say Ben's last name. Oh, that kid was, he couldn't have been older than three or four. No, I would he's have, four at the most. Two, maybe. I would say he was two or three. But yeah, four at the tops. I mean, it's hard to say because he was walking around with a helmet on, but he's little. He's little and was able to say Roethlisberger. So I, I presume after the camera stopped rolling was a long class by Antonio Brown on what it ex- actually free agency and trades are um, in football. But, you know, very interesting fact this week. Yeah. Did you realize that before the Great De- Depression, mm-hmm. there were 22 football teams across the U.S. that got reduced to 10? Really? The early NFL was basically like anybody who can give us 100 bucks can put together a football team and enter it in our league. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Also, wow. terrible racial policies for a long time. Right, right. A long time. Like I was like, I, was, I, I don't know why I was reading on the history of the NFL. I guess I was just bored. But I was reading, I was like, my God. They went like 15 years with like an unspoken policy where they wouldn't let African-Americans in just because they were African-American. What yeah, the hell? Yeah, What's stupid? Just, like, just like baseball. We're talking about the 20s and 30s. I get that it was a, be- a different time. People use the word bully a lot more liberally, you know, in a different sense than we do now. But still, it's just like. Wow. There was a time where if Craig and I put together enough money and sent it to New York, we could enter a team in the NFL (laughs) as long as it was all white. That's just bizarre on so many levels. Bonkers. Yeah, it is bonkers. So, all right. Question the the third for Craig. All right. So I was looking over the injury reports today. Oh, because there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot. There's been no preseason games. That's preseason starts. We record on Wednesday. So by the time you guys hear this, the first round of preseason games will be starting. I think tomorrow night is the first round uh, outside of the Hall of Fame game, which I watched. Did you? The majority of. I did not watch that game. Um, Did I I miss anything? Well, it's hard for me to say I had some beer accessible to me and I was playing (laughs) on my computer I definitely saw people play football. I definitely saw Drew Locke for a few minutes. Beyond that, I'm not really able to comment. Okay. I'm looking at the Bengals, and I want to talk about okay. the Bengals because you're a Bengals fan. I am. John Ross is already questionable. Yep. It's a story with a of hamstring. His on August 5th, he made an appearance on the rehab field. Giovanni Bernard 
Already questionable. Yep. Minor hamstring injury. Yep. Rodney Anderson, who apparently backs up Bernard. I have no idea who he is, honestly. Um, uh, he's a rookie running back. He's okay. able to play now. He's off the pup list. Okay, yeah, but he, he's been cleared to practice right. as of today. Yes. yes. Are we ever going to see John Ross? I wish. That, as long as, the potential? Long as his, because what happened in his rookie season, if you don't know, he hurt himself. And he decided, Repeatedly. he decided when he hurt his shoulder or his arm. I think it was his shoulder. I think it was his shoulder. <laughs> Maybe they started there he, and got worse. He didn't tell anyone. Not smart. So he tried to play. Yeah. And it made, well, guess what? It made it worse. Yep. And he still didn't tell them. Yep. Eventually, after like week seven, they're like, he's like, yeah, something's wrong with my shoulder. I can't move my fingers. <laughs> so he has like such athletic prowess potential. and potential to be an amazing deep receiver. But can't yeah, stay on the he field. Needs, yeah, I know. It's like once somebody gets hurt, and I know I've said this before, once you get hurt, like it's always in the back of your head. Yeah. By the way, we should so, let our listeners know, if you hear anything odd in the background, we are experiencing thunderstorms in the area. We are. So if you hear a weird cackle, it's probably just us getting struck by lightning. Possibly. So, yes. So is John Ross ever going to be this wide I receiver so. we think he can be? He still has a record for the fastest 40 in the combine. Did he run on his hands? I mean... I don't know. He wasn't hurt yet. Oh. <laughs> All I right. hope so. I really do. So on to our main topic tonight, which is draft strategy. So every year we start off our season, since this being our third season, um, we start off the same way. We do our rankings according to position. Um, our running back rankings is, I looked today just out of curiosity, and I, I don't like giving numbers out in the air, so I won't, but I looked at our top five episodes of all time. Okay. Three of them are running back preview. The 2017 it, running back preview, the 2018 running back preview, and the 2019 Everyone running back is- preview. That's the cornerstone of a team. That people want to talk about running backs. Along with that comes the draft strategy. So this year, I gave a lot of thought to writing a draft guide, and I decided ultimately, no, the podcast should be our draft guide, and so many of you take the time to listen to us each week. I want to focus on that. Um, so I started thinking, what is my theme this year? I want a theme to this. Okay. And this year... My theme for draft strategy, and Craig hasn't heard this yet. No. Is be the GOAT. Oh, dear God. And I don't mean GOAT in the acronym sense of greatest of you all time. You realize Cinch just danced around in his truck, right? Yeah, this has nothing to do with Tom Brady. <laughs> by the way, can, who's selling his house, by the way? 10 second aside, Tom Brady signed a two year extension that voids after this year. Did anybody catch that? I'm sure our Patriot friends did. It's a two year extension. That voids at the then end why, of the 2019 why, season. Wait, then why, go ahead. Why, but then why didn't wasn't just a one year contract? Ring a bell. <laughs> what in the holy why? hell is a two year deal that voids after the first year? It's not an option. It's it just, not a team option. It's not a player option. The thing voids after the first year. Is that so? He renegotiates for more. Yeah. It is because, and it is for the sole purpose of him being able to jump up the amount of guaranteed money he gets up front. Oh. I'm pretty sure there are limits on how much guaranteed money you can give somebody in a contract. So by making it two years, the signing bonus can be based off of two years instead of one. But how freaking stupid. And, and, And here's the thing. Do you know how, in terms of quarterbacks, where he ranks right now on the pay scale? Take a guess. 
the 30 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, where um, is he? If you had to guess. I'm going to say he's like the 12th highest paid. He's number 15. That was close. He's number 15. Now, the funny part of this story is that when this news was on ESPN, I was having lunch with my wife, and it was on the screen, and they were showing his production over the last three years and his value. I'm sorry. He has averaged 15th over the last three years. I should say that. Okay. It's not necessarily 15th at this moment. Over the last three years, it's been 15th. Okay. And they were talking about what a value he is a quarterback because of that. And where was I going with the story? Oh, man, I'm half a beer in. <laughs> so I was sitting talking to my wife. Right. Oh, and I said there to my go. wife, yep. I looked at my wife and she looked up at the screen. She goes, you know, I don't care about football. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, why is somebody who is supposedly the greatest of all time? And all I hear about is how great Tom Brady is from all our friends in the media. Why is he the 15th best quarterback in terms of pay rate? Shouldn't he be like in the top three or four? And I said, when you're married to Giselle Bunchen, and she makes more money than you do, and your sole motivation is how many rings can I walk out with? You don't care how much money you make. And that's yeah. literally it. True. I said, the guys above him, the Matt Ryans and the Aaron Rodgers of the world, they're not married to supermodels who make an ass load of money. True. Tom Brady is. Yeah. You can buy his house for $40 million right now. His house in Massachusetts? Yeah. Ooh, that's... that's People sell houses when they want to retire. Guess where they're moving to? Michigan. No. Nowhere. No. They might be moving to Greenwich. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was thrilled oh. when I found that out, too. I don't know if it's, they're looking in Greenwich, but I don't know if they've bought anything yet. Well, of course, they're, well, Greenwich, if you'll excuse me for a moment. <laughs> it's, it's definitely the kind of area that would welcome Tom Brady and his money. There are many shops downtown, and by many I mean exactly four, because the town charter doesn't allow more than four. So for those of you who listen to us in areas that don't know what the hell Greenwich, Connecticut means, it, it's essentially a gated community with public roads. <laughs> don't it's 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 a legit town. If your car There's is a mayor. from if your car is from two thousand or earlier and it doesn't have a classic plate on it, you're gonna get pulled over. <laughs> Poor people are not allowed in Greenwich. <laughs> That might also be in the town charter. <laughs> it is It is widely regarded, whether fairly or not, it is widely regarded as the rich people town. It is. So, yeah. So. Um, David Letterman lived there. I think he still does. Yeah. It was at Norwalk. He was in that area, though. I think it was Greenwich. Yeah, there's a lot of people that live around here because it's like hidden. They have like hidden driveways. There are several. Phil, Phil Donahue used to live in Westport. There are several ESPN celebrities who have homes in Greenwich because it's only yeah. a forty-five minute drive to Bristol from there. Um, so, screw so, yeah. Anyway, we got <laughs> the, the idea was draft strategy, right? See, this is why we get one-star reviews. In our efforts to be entertaining, I'm like draft strategy. Tom Brady, my wife, lunch. Tom Brady, Giselle Bunch in Greenwich. It goes off the rails. But you know what? Now I'm not going to apologize it because we get a lot of folks who are like, "I like it when you guys just chat." Yeah. So that'll be our our spinoff. We're the one recording it anyway. That's right. It doesn't matter. That's right. But we have no idea how to run a podcast, so that's okay. <laughs> Craig's only got like 10 years experience doing this, and I, granted, I'm new, but still. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about draft strategy. So yes. the GOAT is right. my spirit annual. Okay. Spirit animal, not annual. I'm still only half a beer in. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, it is 7%. Is it really? 7.2%. Oh, good. The other one's 65 or so, so that's good. There it is. I can hear the <laughs> phone ringing outside the studio as Craig predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, the producer, will be on top of that in a second, and I guarantee it's Craig's sister 
because she always calls while <laughs> she we're recording. Does. And she knows records Wednesdays. Craig has done everything but yank the cord out of the wall to make sure that phone does not ring <laughs> while we rings. record. And it still rings. It is haunted by some <sighs> sort of animal or creature that we don't know. Anyway, again, off the off the beaten track. Um, so if you like us being off the beaten track, please leave us a review on Apple to tell people who get angry at us when we get off the beaten track to, to shut up. So, all right. So the goat is my spirit animal. Animal. I did it again. Animal. Animal. There you go. It's my 7.2%. Spirit, it's really, it's really smooth. Uh, spirit animal for this year's draft because the ledges and drops this year are so much clearer and much severe than the last couple years. If you're going to navigate this year's draft, you need to be a goat. You need to be sure-footed on the mountainside and be ready to jump when the time is right. So that is where I'm looking. So let me give you my quick breakdown, and then I'm going to toss Craig and see what Craig thinks. Okay. As always, unless you're in a super flex or a 2QB league, and we'll talk about those separately if we have time, but a regular redraft league, running backs and wide receivers are king. Your top 10 on virtually any big board are going to be from there. If there's a deviation, it's because somebody's too excited about Patrick Mahomes or somebody's put um, Travis Kelsey up in that top 10. Right. Would you not agree with that statement? I agree with that. Um, because personally, like, especially with tight end, there's a giant cliff after like two people. Exactly. Well, three. Three. There's three names at the top of the list. Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. Put them in whatever order you choose. I think we had them in that order for our consensus. But after those three, it's a cliff. That's why you have to be the GOAT. You right. have to make the decision, do I want to stand on this upper ledge and use an early pick, or do I want to jump down? Personally speaking, I need, before I start looking at tight end, my first three picks in virtually every redraft are going to be some combination of running back and wide receiver. Two of one, two of the other. Do you, and try, do you try to go two running backs? I might. It depends on the... And again, all of this... Look, I, I, I forgot the warning on this, which is all of this is draft and situation dependent. Very true. Your league rules being unique might change how you look at this. But in general, yeah, I lo- I won't go... I'll go running back, running back, and take a wide receiver too as my top wide receiver if the running backs are the right guys. Right. But if, if my choice is Dalvin Cook or Michael Thomas, I'm going to go Michael Thomas. But the cliffs are there, and the running back cliff this year was a lot easier before Gordon and Zeke started to hold out. Now, to me, the first running back clip, cliff comes after Kamara. It comes in that fourth spot, and it's a, it's a short cliff, but then there's another cliff, like cliff. two people down. Yeah. So you've got Barkley, Kamara, and McCaffrey in whatever order you choose. Then there's a little jump down because Zeke yeah, is holding a, out. Now, here's a quick question. Yeah. They're going to reduce McCaffrey's snaps. I don't believe that it. That doesn't scare you I at don't all. believe it. Because he had double the amount of plays that all the other top running backs did. And I don't believe they're going to reduce his role. I don't. They said they're not going to reduce his touches, but reduce his snaps. Then what do I care? Touches are all I care about. Which S- I find that a, that's a weird formula. Snap amount. but And that's tipping your hand. If you're on the field for 25 snaps and touch the ball 15 times and you go, well, I'm going to reduce your snap count and you're only on, but not reduce your touches and you reduce it to like 17 or 18, then basically every time he steps on the field, he's getting the ball. That is a huge tip of the hand. So I don't believe it. I don't believe it in the slightest. 
They need him to have those touches. They need to keep him high on the touches. And he's bulked up. He looks great in camp. I heard word today that Leonard Fournette looks great in camp. That shocks and scares me. Um, But anyway, so my point is, managing those cliffs, to me, is the key to draft strategy this year. So in general, in the redrafts I've done, I focused on running back and wide receiver in the first two or three rounds. If the fourth round comes and Travis Kelsey is staring me in the face, I will okay. take Travis Kelsey. You will. How, yes. But Travis is not making it to round four in most drafts. I have seen him go in the first round of drafts. I have seen him go no later than the second round in 90% of the drafts I've been in. Mock and otherwise. So I don't see him making it So there. if you don't, if you, so you're saying if you don't see Kelsey there, you're not even to look at tight end. Not that early. Not that early. Not that early. And again, I, I think you can wait on tight end this year. I am not sold that Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz are going to win you a championship. Guys like Marlon no, Mack. they're going to help, but. But guys like Marlon Mack can win you a championship from the fourth round. They can do it. Trust me. So I'm looking, my traditional strategy is looking at running back and wide receiver in the first three rounds. Then I'm looking at best available and then I'm looking at quarterback no earlier than five. And I yeah, know I think, that means I'm yeah. not going to get Mahomes or Luck. Yeah, but I think I said last when our quarterback rang that five is probably the earliest. Yes. I would take a QB. And if a QB run happens. Unless you're in a super flex. Right. That's which different. Is two, which is two quarterbacks. We're talking about standard redraft right now. If there's a run on QBs early, and this is where Cinch said this last week, good. Let there be a run on QBs early. I will take Matt Ryan or Russell sure. Wilson. They're still going to throw for 250 yards, 280 yards. Exactly. Because the guys that are running back there, you know what? Let me pull it up. Hold on a second. All right. So Cinch is doing a draft, uh, a charity draft um, for one of our partners. Uh, I, I, I apologize. I don't remember the name. It's run by Mandrew um, on Twitter. It's the Eli Championship Series. It goes towards one of the um, children's hospitals in his area. So this is a super flex league. That being said, Patrick Mahomes went with pick 1-6. Okay, it's super flex. I get that. But at the end of round two, so in the first 20 picks, Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Johnson, Zeke, Le'Veon, Mixon, Connor, Nick Chubb all went. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb went with pick 2-8. Wow. Because there wasn't a whole lot left. All right. People that went after him was Cook, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Damian Williams. Okay, so the guy liked Chubb a little bit. All right. Chubb probably went two or three picks too early. But at the end of round two, the best available running back was Dalvin Cook. And the best available quarterback was Deshaun Watson. You're sitting there, and you've got to make a decision. Uh, I'm drafting Cook. Because the depth, not because he's going to score more points than Deshaun Watson, but because the depth at quarterback is exceptional. In redraft right. leagues, and particularly in leagues that are 12 teams where you're only going to keep two per and a roster. Quick, a quick aside, a redraft league is a league that you're in that you draft every year, not yes, a dynasty your, league. Yes, your your rosters reset virtually every year. Every year you Clean, clean, clean rosters. Keeper leagues might change a little bit, but usually not. Keeper dynasty leagues, leagues, you just keep everyone. Keeper leagues, usually you just eliminate the first round of picks. 
Unless there's a restriction on it. Ours has wild rules. <laughs> I know, but we're wild so accustomed rules. to them. Yeah, we're accustomed to it. But did you happen to see that the commissioner put out an email this week saying Who someone has proposed a change I, to the you rules? Know, I bet that's Heideck. Uh, it, 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 it might be. Is. It might be the other Craig. Um, it also could be Sean. And if it is Sean, he'll be banned from this podcast for the rest of his life. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, I am going to when that when that conversation starts yeah. at our draft this year. Yep. And and I know half of our league listens to our podcast. Be on notice, all of you, that when this conversation starts, I am starting the timer I use on my phone to monitor this podcast. And when it hits ten minutes, I'm punching the next person who speaks. We are not going to spend all night of our draft debating whether or not we want to change our keeper rule again. You have an entire off season to talk about this and no this one brings it up in, until this August every year. Why every year? Why can't we talk about this in March? I, I don't know. Commissioners talk about your rule changes in March, <laughs> which reminds me, we need to get the source in here for our annual commissioner chat. We do. Yeah. Whenever he has free time. Well, He's and a busy guy and gets permission from his employer to come on here. So, um, yeah, that's the reason we refer to him as a source. I'll just, I'll just echo his voice so you can't so, tell who he so, is. So, Craig, I want to throw it to you for a minute, mainly because I yeah. want to go into the bag and get the, right. the next beer. But I'm looking at running back wide receiver the first three picks, yep. probably through four, and then in the fifth round, I'm going to start considering QB and tight end based on who's available. Okay. But I am not reaching down because QB is so thick that I can get a great QB in like round eight or nine. Right. And tight end is so thin that if I don't get Kelsey Kittle or Ertz, Ertz it doesn't matter who I get until round nine or 10. Is right. that crazy? What do you think? Uh, no. And again, this all depends on how your draft is going and your league rules. But <clears throat> if those guys that Britt mentioned aren't there, those three top tight ends and really don't really waste your time on a quarterback, I would just start looking at your second your second receiver, um, a backup running back that you can put in a flex spot. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so, you know, it's like the fifth. Let's just hypothetically say it's the fifth round. Mahomes isn't there. Kill and Ertz aren't there. Yeah, so what do you do if you, you get know to the fifth round? If, if Tariq Cohen's there, I'm going to draft him. All right, so let's, let's, let's play this out. You get to the fifth round of your redraft. Yep. You have two running backs and two wide receivers you like. Let's just play the middle ground. Yep. But Mahomes is gone. Yep. Luck is gone. Uh, and all three of the big tight ends are gone. So it quarterback, you're probably looking at Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers in the moment. You're probably looking at OJ Howard or someone similar in tight end. Yep. But who did you what name did you just toss <clears> out there? I said Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen's sitting there. Would you draft the flex slash backup? I would. Before you would finish the- I would because because running back gets like paper thin. That's after, the problem. Like, after like the fifth or sixth round, running back gets really, really thin, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, damn, I have to draft my starting running back's backup." Yep. Because I don't know what's going to happen. And we did that in one league in a super flex league, which again, different animal. Yep. But super flex league, it was a um, we wanted to draft a backup quarterback. We had Luck and Ryan and Flacco. But we wanted one more. And so in order to do one more, we were like, who's available? Well, we just drafted Joe Flacco like two rounds ago. So Eli Manning's the one staring at us. Who is the backup that we want? And we went with Blake Bortles. But the next <laughs> name down was Drew Locke. Because if Flack, something happens to Flacco. Yeah, that's who's going in. It's the Drew Locke show. 
you know, which brings up another side question too. I don't know if Bush. you saw, but um, did you see the, the fight that happened in Broncos camp? I did. Uh, they they made up now though. Oh, good. Um, how what are what are your thoughts on fights in camp? Are they good? Don't or like them. Bad? Nope. Nope. Don't like them. Camp is for building that kind of unity and getting your stuff together, for lack of a better term. Don't like when fights happen in camp. Like, well, this was like a full blown kind of fight. This like was pushing and shoving. Thrown. You're okay. No, this was punches thrown, but between but I'm two guys. For you, like pushing and shoving's all right. That's gonna happen in any sort of physical sport. I'm fine with that. This was punches thrown between two wide receivers, one who was the number one last year and got himself injured in Emmanuel Sanders, and one who is the consensus one for the team now in Cortland Sutton. I'm not fine with it. All right, so before we continue, I just handed Craig a glass of Happy Trees from Stubborn Beauty. You know what? I saw this can in the, in, um, on the Turnpike Spirits, Yeah, and I thought it was a can from Treehouse. Because it looks like that, <laughs> and that might be their that might be their niche, maybe. So it's a it's described as dank. Uh, has a high untapped rating, which is why I decided to try it. Um, Craig, take a sip and tell me what you think. I Again, will. It's here. very it's very low light penetration. Very similar to the last one. If anything, it's darker than the last one. It's more thick looking than the last one. So, Craig, what do you think? Wow, that's a lot more. That's the right word. Airy. Lighter. It's lighter. It's lighter. It's definitely lighter for it's a really light IPA. Like really light. Yeah. I gave a can. So like, I, I, I get the like carbonation out of it. Yes. There's a lot of carbonation to it. So I bought a four pack of this and I brought it Thank home. Thank God it was a four pack and not a two pack. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother sign. <laughs> um, I bought a four pack of this and I brought it home and I decided Saturday night was going to have a beer. So I pop it open and my wife is on antibiotics. Um, long story short, don't really need to know why my wife's on. No one needs my wife's medical history. But she looks at me and goes, I want to I want to try that beer. And I'm like, you can't try the beer on antibiotics. She goes, I can just have a sip. And so I know my wife. If I hand her the can and she sips it and she likes it, I will not get the can back until it is half empty. So maybe you should give her a taster. So I grabbed a taster glass <laughs> and I poured approximately two ounces into the four ounce taster glass and handed it to her. Okay. She was not happy. About oh, the beer or the fact you gave her a taster? The, 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 the fact I gave her a taster. She was like, I can't have more than it. You know, you're on medicine. Right. No, you really, yeah. You just want to taste this. They don't work. You just want to taste this. No, I know you. If I hand you this can, Where's I will that? get, it's a 16 ounce can. I will get approximately eight ounces back. So no, you get a two ounce <laughs> sip. And then she took it and she went, I really like that. So then being the great husband that I was, I said, well, then I'm going to save two cans for the podcast. And the last can can stay in the Aww. fridge for you. That can is still in my fridge right now. I don't know that it'll survive the night. I may go home <laughs> and drink it, but it's there now. Loud hops, big citrus aroma. I don't get loud hops smooth off of this, though. Bod. Is I, that... I don't get loud hops. I wouldn't even say it's smooth. I think it's pretty smooth. I don't get it's that just... dryness in the back end. No, that's true. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say the hops are loud. It's no, definitely it's not just... louder than that B72 it's we really... drink. No, definitely not. It's it's just, I just get a lot of, like, I don't know, it's, yeah. this beer is really different from beers we usually have. It is, and Stubborn Beauty is known for that kind of stuff. I've had a lot of stuff by them. Um, they make a beer yeah, called. Yeah, it's just really, really light for an IPA. It, they make a beer called Nummy Nummy. All right. Um, which I haven't had, but it's really high rated, and I've seen it. I just haven't grabbed it yet. So that might be uh, one of the next ones I buy. I know. That in beer festivals we've been to, my wife has really liked the stuff from Stubborn Beauty. So where are they located? A Middletown. Really? Road trip. All right. 
Road trip. On, it's about. The, are they on the passport? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. It's about forty-five minutes from here, so yeah, we'll pick a day and go. Um. So all right. So draft strategy. Again, it's going to depend. Take it for what it's worth. It's going to depend on your league. But for me, it's all about running backs and wide receivers early. And then what does everybody else do? If you've got that guy who's like, I got to have Mahomes, so I'm going to take him in round one That's or two. That's going to start a quarterback rush. Don't fret <laughs> the rush. That early anyway. On quarterbacks, don't fret the rush. Quarterback is super Remember, freaking there's 30, deep. There's 32 teams. All of them have a starting quarterback. I think it's 30, isn't it? 30? Is it 30? Hold on. I've I had pull two up the projections. I'm going to pull up the projections right now. Give me one second. Don't panic. Now, here's what you have to consider. The difference between the 10th and 20th at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver are very different. Oh, hugely different. Very different. And that's I what think you have it's to think most about. noticeable in running back. So let, let's talk about this. All right. Number 10 on our – this is our consensus list. Okay. Number 10 on our quarterback list is Cam Newton. Okay. Number 20 is Jimmy Garoppolo. On a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. Not points, but on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of potential and what you expect, how much of a gap is there between Newton and Garoppolo? I don't think there's that big of a gap. I, Garoppolo's 10, 10 question, being a huge gap. Oh, my God. 1 being they're the same five person. 5 only because of Garoppolo's I'll go four. injury. I'll go 4. Running backs. Le'Veon Bells are number 10. Okay. Number 20 is John, uh, no, I'm sorry, Marlon Mack. Okay. <laughs> that's like a six, maybe a seven. That, yes, I would say seven or eight. So that's where my, pri- I have to sit there and say, if the gap is bigger, that's a priority. There's a bigger cliff and more cliffs on running back. It's the difference between climbing the mountain in your state park, that's like the quarterback, and climbing, climbing Everest. <laughs> they are both mountains. <laughs> they are completely different. But they're completely freaking different. Wide receiver, we have Antonio Brown at 10. Yep. Calvin Ridley at 20. Eh, Difference of five, maybe five, five and a half, six? Yeah, five or six. So it's about the same as the running back gap. Tight end, we got OJ Howard or Jack Doyle. That's wow. an eight. <laughs> That's at least That's a, an eight. That is at least a seven, but so, definitely an eight. But here's the problem with that particular position is that the That's, first drop is so severe. And it's t- very team-dependent. It's quarterback-dependent. So you, I don't worry about if I if If I'm in the fourth round and one of the big three are still sitting there, I'm going to grab them, period. But I am not going to fret and go nuts for Zach Ertz over Hunter Henry because I know two rounds later, Hunter Henry's going to be there. Yeah, so, that's really, that's for me, that's why like Noah Fant is kind of high on my list. Because I know that Flacco, you know, he's not going to throw a 60-yard pass. You know, no. With, within 25 yards, he's kind of deadly. And that's the tight end range. And that's why people are up on Sutton and down on Manny Sanders. Beyond the injury thing, Sutton runs short out routes and across the middle. He's going to go out 10, 15 yards and catch the ball. Manny Sanders doesn't do that. Same reason why people are big on why Michael Thomas and Drew Brees are huge. Michael yeah. Thomas will run any short route you give him. He has no problem going across the middle. He has no problem going down the sideline and going up for a ball. He will run anything you give him, period. End of story. Right. I think you're going to see Joe Flacco and Cortland Sutton be, in 2019, what we saw out of Breeze and Thomas in 2018, but to a lower level. Because Michael right. Thomas, 
What was catching at ninety percent at one point? Yeah, and no one. I don't think anyone throws as much as well. Maybe Mahomes now, but yeah. no one throws as much as Breeze does. But I mean, to the ability level, you're going to see it come down a little bit. So it doesn't make them. It doesn't make them premier players in their position. But you're going to see a better coordination. Yeah, tight end is very, very dependent. So I'm looking. So I'm looking at gaps. Where can I afford to wait? And I can absolutely afford to wait a quarterback in single QB leagues. Now, Craig talked about the run. So you see in round three, Mahomes, Luck, and Rodgers go off the board. That's I'm okay. A, I'm drafting a running back. That's okay. Receiver. <laughs> if it's a single QB league, no one is looking QB on the way back. You need to pay attention to the draft board and the color of the stickers. Yes, if you use stickers. We do. Yes. If you're doing online, they're still usually color-coded by position on most apps and most sites. Guys who have, in round five, guys who panic and draft a QB are not drafting another one in round five. They're waiting to six, seven, or eight. Yes. So Matt Ryan, if he's there in round five and there's eight QBs off the board, I'm waiting another round. I'm waiting one more round, particularly if a guy like Josh Jacobs is staring me in the face. I'm waiting. Oh, that's thunder. Yeah, we just paused. Here comes the thunder. And here come the pretzels. (laughs) So just be aware of that. Follow your draft trends, but don't panic. That is what they want you to do. Now, the other aspect is cause panic. If you're sitting in round five, and the only QB off the board is Patrick Mahomes, I am fine with grabbing Andrew Luck. I yeah. would love for me to grab Luck, the guy next to me to grab Rodgers, and the next guy next to me to grab Watson. Because that's a good time. It's good value, and I just cause the panic. Right. Know your exactly. league. Know your league mates. Yeah, that's why it's kind of hard in these online drafts with people we've never met. You mean guys who draft Deshaun Watson in the second round of a best ball and elect you about it? How'd that work out for you? But, um, you know, like the... We um, won that league, by the way. That, that right. We won yeah. that league. Yeah. Just saying. So I can tell you right now, it didn't work out. No, it didn't work. It didn't work but out. But here's the thing, like, you know, the draft we did, um, the, the last draft you and I did, like, we thought about people... Like, yeah, let's take this guy next. And then three round, you know, three picks sooner, like that draft, that guy gets drafted because yep. we have no idea who these people are. So. And we don't know what they're thinking. Right. I mean, we were in a dynasty startup a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that one. We were, that, is that the one you're thinking yeah. of? We're thinking Betty Snell in the second rookie round. So it was, it was like 20 rounds normal and then three rounds of rookies. So you couldn't draft a rookie until round 21. And we're thinking round 22, no problem. Grab Benny Snell. Right, sure. Why not? I am big on Benny Snell as a sleeper. Am a lot I big? Of people, a lot of people are down on James Conner this year. I don't think I'm down of, on Conner. I just don't think he's going to be the goal he's line. Like overhyped for fantasy. He's had one good year. Excuse me. He's had one good year. I don't blame him. I don't. But you but think you think Benny's going to get the ball inside the twenty? I think if you've used James Conner and you have like an an eight or nine play drive and you've used him on six or seven plays and you get down to the two yard line. You're putting in Benny Snell. I, that's what yeah. I think. I don't think Benny Snell is is, is doing anything then other than breather and um, goal line snaps. Yep. But if I'm if I'm starting my own twenty five, okay, and I'm marching down the field and I get down to the five or six yard line and I've had James Conner in there seven out of nine plays, I'm putting Benny Snell in there on the goal line carry. Definitely. Now fast forward it. You get to the five yard line. You got first and goal. 
Now it's third and goal from like the four. So now you're up to 12 plays. You've given it to Connor twice, and Connor can't get in. I'm bringing in Benny Snell. I have a feeling this dude could seriously score three or four touchdowns this year as just a vulture. And in best ball, that's enough. Oh, definitely in best ball. In best ball, that is enough. And that's why I've been focusing on him in best ball and in dynasty because this year's goal line back is next year's starter. That's or true. three that years does, later. That does happen a lot. Hashtag, oh, what the hell, uh, Mike Olstott. There he, well, wow. There's a, <laughs> wow, forgot about him. Hashtag, um, oh, so God, we got this. There's a bunch of them. Oh, it's a, hashtag Rex Burkhead. There you go. Uh, you know, it, it's there. I'm two beers in. I don't know. Anyway, we're almost out of time. Final oh, thoughts. Craig. Sad. Yeah, I know. Draft strategy. Craig, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts is um, just pay attention to the draft. Like after the first, I would say, three rounds, you're going to start to like see how people are drafting. Yeah. Um, definitely do a best ball draft. It's great practice. Do a mock draft. Uh, and you'll see how overall how people in general who play fantasy football are drafting. Yeah. You'll see where guys like – you know, like uh, like Zeke, you're going to see where he's going to drop to. Because people are still going to draft him. Yep. But they're not going to draft him first or second anymore. Same thing so. with Gordon. How far are you going to let Gordon fall? He fell to the third round in a redraft we did today. Right. At some point, he's value. Exactly. Potential value. We don't know if he's value. Oh, and I just want to say hi, Deb, and hi, Jeff. Saw him uh, a week or two ago. Our, our, week our, ago. our buddy from Notre Dame? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes, he he has left us a review. He has. So please leave us a review. Please even be, even if it's one star. Even if it's one Just star. Be constructive. That's all. So the story behind this is that Craig sends me a text today. He goes, we have a new review and it's one star. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, man, that's just not helpful at all. And I was angry at first. I'm like. That's the nature of the internet. Oh, definitely, definitely. The internet is full of three types of people. People who are there for information, people who are there to complain about stuff, and people who are somewhere in between. Right. That's fine. You don't find our podcast entertaining. That's fine, but, you know, they scream. constructive with your criticism. The best part was that we shared it with the rest of the the Fig Nuts crew, and Sean was really upset. Not because people didn't think we understood fantasy football, but because they criticized his knowledge of beer. (laughs) And that really upset Sean. <laughs> he was like, screw fantasy football. I've only done it for the last 26 years, I but I know freaking beer. I guarantee you, whoever wrote that has will and has never drank as much beer as Sean. He's probably 16. <laughs> He's probably 16. And, and that's the thing. We're not going to glorify this guy by giving no, his name or anything on here. I probably, and I don't know this individual, but I probably have trophies from fantasy football older than him. There's a good chance. Very. I've been doing this since 1992. <laughs> I have been doing this for 27 years. There's a really good chance that I have draft picks older than him. I was able to draft Warren Moon. You know what? That's when I came into our league. That's the first person I drafted. I remember because I laughed at you hysterically. But that's the first person I drafted. And I sucked. So good luck with that. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean. Leave us a review. We really do like the feedback. And listen, the dude who left us the one star, send us an email. Fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We would love to know what you would think would improve our, our podcast. Sure. Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but we'd love to hear it. Yeah, why not? We are here as a form of... Last year... Hey, and if you don't like it, make your own podcast. So here's my final thought. Sure. Yes. 
Yeah, it, that's the thing. And it was like, these guys don't do a podcast. Well, Craig does. I, I just drink a lot. So here's my final thought. Last year, I got into a Twitter fight with Jeff Manns of Elite Sports. I forgot about that. He has been a wow, I, stalwart of the fantasy industry for over a decade. He knows his stuff. And my issue with him was that his show was spending too much time on non-fantasy BS. And he said to me, our show's more than fantasy sports. It's about entertainment. That's what he said about his show. On Twitter, to me, when I criticized that they were not talking enough about fantasy sports. Okay. It's not all fantasy. It's entertainment. We okay. are going to talk about stuff outside fantasy sports. All right. And I was like, okay, well, that's not why I turn on the fantasy sports channel on Sirius. And he was really nice about it after after being a jerk up front. He was really nasty up front. But then he was like, listen, I shouldn't have been that that severe. Good luck with what you guys are doing. We hope you continue to listen. We're the same way. And you know what? A year later, I go, oh, Jeff Mann's an apology. I might have to go on Jeff Mann. I have to go into Twitter after this <laughs> and issue an apology to Jeff Mann's and just be like, you're right. We're, there are people who contact us, and this is my final thought, there are people who contact us who like our podcast because we get distracted, because they want to hear football stuff, but they want it to be just two guys. We're not that different from you. What it makes us different from the average fantasy player is that we've been doing it a long time, and we want to share our info with folks. Yeah. We are not professionals. We no, are not making you know, money off this. But you know what? When we're right about stuff, we're really right. I mean, like David Johnson not being a top five back <laughs> in 2018? Yeah, jumping out of a pool. And anyway. when we're wrong, we're wrong. All right, yeah. I we was on the jo- Did I not say Joe Mixon was a top 10 back last year? Did he finish in the top 10? I'll have to look it up. If he didn't, he finished outside the top 10. But we were close. We own when we screw up. We're here to be helpful and friendly. We love doing this. We love beer. We love football. We love the folks who listen to us. That's why we do what we do. That's my final thought. Craig, do the closeout. How can people contact us? You do it this week. We are at FignutsDFS.com, FignutsDFS on Twitter, Facebook, uh, FignutsDFS at Gmail if you want to email us. And, uh, yeah, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, uh, even Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Among others. uh, Did you mention Podknife? Podknife, no. Podknife picked us up. Nice. Yep, Podknife picked us up. I'm not sure if we're getting credit for those downloads, but they picked up our podcast. We are all over the place now. So next week, I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll continue. (laughs) Probably about Zeke and the Cowboys. We'll do news, notes, injuries. We'll update folks before their draft. Um, Please continue to stick with us. Uh, Until then, I am. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Dress. Our draft just got scheduled for the weekend of Labor Day. That's right. So we are now in draft season. August is redraft season. If you've already drafted your redraft, punch your commissioner. It's too early. <laughs> but right now is about the time it's supposed to happen. So we'll be back next week to continue to help you prep for your draft. Don't forget that even after your draft, we're here all season long for ad drops and for DFS. I can't wait to shift into uh, DFS can't mode. Wait. Can't wait. It's one of my favorite things to do the DFS stuff. I can't wait to go on vacation in November because I'm going away for two weeks, folks. I can't wait to hear how Craig handles DFS without my crazy calculations on helping him. <laughs> That'll be fun. But until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Mm-hmm.